Hi, this is Mark Wilkes here. This is a bonus episode of the Finnish Football Show. While there's no Finnish football uh, actually going on, uh, we thought we'd take a look at what's going on behind the scenes in the Finnish football scene uh, by speaking to some of the people that are in the industry in Finland. And we're starting today with the technical director. I'm really pleased to be joined by Richie Dorman from SJK Sainiyoki. Hi, Rich. Hi, Mark. Thanks for the introduction. Yeah, and thanks for joining today. Um, this was something that occurred to us a couple of weeks ago that we had to find some way to keep keep the show going. And uh, I appreciate you being the first one to to take up the invitation and uh, and to join us. I hope that people are, are kind of starved of football at the moment and happy for anything that's a bit different. And there may be people listening that don't know how a Brit came to be playing here most of your professional career in Finland. So could you tell a little bit about how that, that journey came from you moving here and becoming a player over here? Yeah, um, not the most complicated story, to be honest. I I was at university in America, um, kind of thinking, would I ever make it as a player? Am I going into the business world? Um, and my brother played in Scotland at that time. Um, and he had an agent who was American. And as my university degree ended, I had the option to play in a couple of places, Scotland, Wales, um, never really found the right place as a professional. And this agent from America, he said, oh, there's a team in Finland that will be interested to see you. And the season was winding down in England. It was about this time, maybe March, um, And I was like, why not? Let's go. And I went, ended up doing okay on the trial. Uh, then I came back again as the season was started. And then, and then that was when I joined Narpis Craft. Uh, How old were you then? Ooh, 22, Okay. It's interesting because you hear a lot of talk, especially back in the UK, about, oh, British players don't travel. And I think they, they don't look much lower, or at least in, until recent years, but they haven't looked much lower than Premier, Premier League players. But, you know, we, we both know there's plen
we were still playing in the athletics stadium, Keskuskenta, and you were pushed up front. Uh, and I think I think it might have been me that, that came up with the nickname, the Welsh Messi, uh, which stuck around for a, a season or so. Uh, and you played that kind of free role where you were allowed to go wherever you wanted. And it was uh, it was a thrill for us to see. And it must have been fun for you. But it sounds like you had some pedigree there than if you had 11 goals in half a season. Yeah, yeah but it was, uh, <laughs> again, a free role kind of. And I used to work hard defensively. That was my strength. Um, and then getting in the box at the right time. But it didn't last very long, one season, and then back to defending. Back to back to right back and then and then on to uh, on to uh well this is now like a couple of seasons ago. It was announced towards towards the end of the twenty eighteen season and it was announced it was gonna be your last season. And you know, there's a there's a, a decent sized British contingent among the Cloppet, the Asikor supporters, that we were we were sad. You know, we we've kind of spoken to you quite a bit over the years and it kind of felt like the end of an era. And uh, there was a, a very emotional goodbye from us on the terrace and you you down there on the on the pitch. Um, and we thought it was goodbye. Uh, and it was for about 48 hours. And then on the following Monday, it was announced <laughs> that you were going to be the next, the new technical director. And I've wanted to, I mean, you, I get, you obviously, you knew this was coming. So what what was your preparation for taking that position? Uh, preparation. Yeah, like like uh, like uh, education or or whatever that led to it. Um, well, I already mentioned I touched on it a bit about being at university in in America. Um, I was in a management program there in quite strong school, um, and that meant I had almost gone down the accountant rule. Uh, path and then during my playing days I, I was always thinking about business ideas in my spare time um, and at, at some stage during the seven seasons of playing I began to write like a business plan for the club and in 2015 when I broke my leg ever since then I knew that the football was stopping it was slowing down I wasn't progressing I wasn't able to help as much as I could for the team um, as what I wanted to and then I got injured every two three months and it just felt like it was enough and at some point uh, I made the proposal to our president this is my business plan kind of use it how you want um, and suddenly it evolved into me being included in that side um, and interesting yeah the question was then are you ready to finish and of course I had helped the club a lot and they've helped me a lot and this was a new way to help um, the club get better and I could then, I felt like I could help him more with a bigger contribution than I could as a player. Yeah, I think it was intriguing intriguing as well to, to feel like there's someone that's been on the playing side and, you know, the, the previous season or two had been challenging and to to see how the input from the playing side could be brought onto the onto the management side. Yeah, so obviously then I'd seen everything. We won every trophy during my time and we also had the lowest times um, in the club uh, in terms of in Vekos Liga. So mm. I saw, from a player's perspective, of course, um, only, but I saw all the 
strengths, weaknesses, mistakes, um, and good decisions at the same time. So it did give me the full broad perspective uh, only from a player. Um, but it was a useful background that I've had to go into this job. Yeah, I'm not going to ask you. I'm not, I, know, I know I'll get politician answers if I ask you anything too probing about the the running of the club. So I'm going to steer away from that. I, that wasn't why I invited you on today. I, I invited you today to ask um, a little bit about what's going on at the club at the moment. Um, we got to um, we got a few uh, games in the Sawman Cup uh, during the, the kind of closed season period in the uh, in the indoor sports halls. Um, and as we were building up for sort of six weeks of remaining training to the start of the season, obviously the whole COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic has kind of flared up and football has been postponed initially for two months to the beginning of June. Um, but I think maybe even before that or around the same time, it was decided that Ashley Core was going to kind of closed down and all the all the staff were being sent home um is, is that right do i understand it correctly uh not really from because we have a different kind of structure inside our club than maybe other teams in finland what we call this SECO group so there's a few businesses around uh, mm. like dvc clinic the stadium obviously it's its own business wall sport the same yeah. um but the football operation side is what we call it uh, the decisions were made quite quickly and what we would say now is they were the right decisions and made very effectively that the first team players would stay, not have holiday um, and the academy players would all be sent home and the main reason for the academy players to be sent home is we didn't feel we had enough to support them that this situation, we don't really know how it would evolve but we didn't have enough to support them and they're better with their families um, and the first team players, we really didn't know how long we would be off. So we needed them to stay and not have holiday because if they fly to Brazil or Spain or something and then they come back in two weeks quarantine, we needed this time to work. Um, and that was the main reason why the decision was made fast, that nobody would travel away. And yeah. the first team players have a travel ban now. Um, we all have a travel ban now. Yeah, it's a bit strong <laughs> words, but they weren't allowed yeah. to go anywhere. Um, and the, the main reason was because we made so big changes to the squad, to the staff from last season. Obviously, with the results in Finnish Cup, it didn't go well mm. what we wanted. So we needed time to work and be together. And if you can look for one positive in this situation, we have now that time to work together. So has everyone continued training? No, obviously, there is guidelines and things we have to follow. Um, from the government so now there is individual work and some small group stuff um, but it's very limited um, but the main thing is that we are here together there's things organized for the team online uh, like poker tournament or things like that um, to to kind of build those relationships between people that we didn't have yet that if you compare to a honker who have three years of the same players, yeah. give, give or take the same staff, we've got that time now to build these relationships stronger and stronger before the season starts. Yeah, I felt that was one of the biggest challenges in the Sawman Cup run is that the team was evolving 
from game to game and, and players that have been signed were coming into the squad. So it was always going to be somehow a bit unsettled and tried not to get too upset about it and just thought of it as sort of progress towards the uh, the kickoff of the of the league season. Yeah, yeah, of course, everybody wants to win every game and the objective of the coaching staff is to do that. Um, but the management and myself have to look a bit bigger, mm. bigger picture a few more years in advance. And one key thing I learned from the past was that we didn't pick the right people inside the club. Um, and the main objective from the end of the season was to get the right people in with the right values that we wanted um, with the right mindset and that takes time and if you rush it you make mistakes and which was what we've done in the past as a club um, and that meant going into the first game of the Finnish Cup we weren't ready and mm. that put extra pressure on the head coach to win and it, it evolved into a situation where we didn't win and, but I, I can say now that we chose the right people and it took time but uh, with this collective agreement that the club made that every one of 65 people agreed to take a pay cut we have the right people inside the organisation now and I'm happy that we were able to make the right length of time to find those people um, instead of trying to just win only a, a Finnish Cup game Was that structural decision taken at the end of last season? Yeah, I think that was the decision made on my very first day is that we need the right people here that will fight for the club yeah. um, and then we needed time to implement that yeah. and football obviously you don't have time because games come and come and come but we we had to make that decision yeah that we need to make the as long as it takes to get the right people in and then eventually the process and the right things are going forward that success will come yeah, and this thing about people taking a pay cut, if everyone does it and everyone feels like they're kind of really pulling together for the greater for the greater good, I guess. Yeah, and it was also a way to show that we've done things the right way. We have one of the values is, is uh, family. And if you're willing to not take 300 euros pay cut and the chef loses their job, mm you're not in the family at all. So this was quite good recognition that what we've done was the right right things in the past 12 months. Interesting. What about in the last few weeks for you? Uh, I, I, I mean, I, I guess if the first team squad is still active, even if it's on their own or in, in smaller groups, then then there's still things going on in your in your role around the club as well day to day. Yeah, so there is the academy department, then first team, performance department, and then analysis. So there's lots of work to do now. Um, if we look at this time, which is a bit quieter, it, we've been talking lots with the staff that this is actually the right time to build for the future and do those things that you can never do when the games and trainings are hitting you and you haven't got time to really think. Um, so lots of positives you can take from this situation. Uh, first team wise, the the staff are working and giving plans for physical side for learning the tactical part. Um, so there's lots to do, of course. Yeah. How how are the players finding this situation? I know, like in my in my own home now, we the the kids have been off school or not off school, but home homeschooling for the last week, and there's been some 
stresses and some tears and some frustrations <laughs> not not from me from some of the kids <laughs> yeah um, it, how is bit, it for the players it's a bit similar i would say um although i'm a little bit out of touch because <laughs> i i we talked about this i was in uh england and then came back so i have to do 14 days quarantine in my own house um so i'm a little bit out of touch but from all the reports from the coaching staff is that it's a bit similar situation. Mm. Everyone's a bit unsure, but uneasy. Why are we training for what goal? And um, it's, it's easy enough to see that or remind that this is the time we can get ahead because lots of other teams are on holiday. Um, you can use this time to build those relationships, maintain the fitness or return from injury as some of our players needed to do. So um, unsure feelings just like everybody else in Finland and the world, really. Yeah, I saw you running around the streets of Seinejoki last weekend and I thought, he lives in Vasa, that's a long run to uh, to be taking. <laughs> his own. But you, you've sort of quarantined yourself in, a, in another town, have you? Yeah, uh, I had the opportunity to go to visit Norwich Football Club um, oh. the weekend before this kind of thing happened and it was too valuable opportunity to do mm-hmm to not do um and then on, on the as i landed in norwich the doctor said okay now the things have changed you'll need to take 14 days um home and my girlfriend is teaching and i felt that it was a bit irresponsible to fly back and possibly risk infecting her and mm-hmm. then in school so there was an apartment available still in Seinuki, so luckily was able to stay there and lots of the staff then were able to drop off food packages and things so it was good mm. dropping food packages off to you yeah they would yeah. not drop the bag outside the door yeah, run, and run, run away, away. <laughs> uh, yeah basically that's how it worked but it was it was an okay time it was there lots to do still of organizing the players and these kind of medical processes that you need to do to look after 60 players really in the academy and first team good stuff hey listen rich thanks so much for joining us for this i i guess we're all itching for some kind of football um and at the moment there's nothing there's 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 nothing to talk about about the virus there's no movies there's well there's music i guess there's tv there's no sport there's nothing and i i hope that by having this series going on it's going to help people just keep connected to what's going on in Finnish football. Uh, I I can't wait for the uh, for the first game under the new management team or, or coaching team, if you like, and to see see the work that they've done in in the meantime with uh, with you guiding them from above, I guess. So um, thanks very much for joining us. Is there anything that you'd like to say at the end, maybe to the to the other? SJK fans that are listening uh, yeah just thank you for all the support at this point um, the club needs it financially um, and through looking after the community and taking care of the health and safety so stay at home and follow the guidelines that the medical people are providing and we'll all see you at home for the first game of the season yeah let's hope it's they keep the schedule the same so the mm. first game is home yeah that's perfect. Thanks, Richie Dorman, Technical Director at Asi Corsani Hockey. Thanks. Bye-bye.
Yep, 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 yep.